With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Our Father in heaven, we're so thankful that there is uh, nothing present nor past, nothing in the future, no angels, no demons, not even death can hold us down because you've said that whoever believes in you will never die and we have eternity with you to look forward to. And so we thank you for faith. Lord, I thank you that uh, I've no longer got my, my head in the sand uh, unaware of your, your beauty and your glory and your creative brilliance. Thank you, Lord, for opening my eyes and thank you for my brothers and sisters and all that you are doing in their life. I ask for you to bless them and protect them and their families and use us tonight, Lord, to, to be part of your agents of change in this world, your soldiers in your army of compassion to bring heaven to earth. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, amen. So I uh, hope you had a great day today. Uh, I spent some time uh, over a, a nice a slice of uh, prosciutto pizza with a buddy of mine uh, studying in the book that we've been going through called The American Covenant, The Untold Story. So we were talking about the pilgrims and we've been talking about how this, this very sort of underfunded uh, uh, underdog group of people this little family of faith, this floating republic going across the Atlantic Ocean changed the world because of, not because they had a big army, not because they had a bunch of money, they didn't have position or influence. You know what they had? They had character. They had godly self-government and they had a strong commitment and bond to one another. And they formalized these values in, the, in, 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 the, in something called covenants. These sacred promises that bonded them with God and bonded them in brotherly love. And these are the things that were the secrets to, uh, and, and, and made all the difference in the most difficult years. Check this out. This is so apropos to what we're going through today. I, I just love God's providential parallels to what's going on today and what happened with the pilgrims back in the day. So, uh, by way of re review, we, we remember that the pilgrims were forced into a socialism uh, type of life, a, a communal communism kind of life where uh, everybody shared from the same pot, whether you worked hard for the goods or not. And that didn't work out. In fact, that produced, that has actually produced so such little productivity and such confusion and such unhappiness that they changed to self-government. The pilgrims learned by experience over many years that socialism sucks and self-government succeeds. And they never again had a famine in their land. And, and they were such a little tiny colony in this new world, but they had a huge influence and impact on other colonies, like in Connecticut and in Rhode Island. There were other people coming over from England and coming over from Europe to settle in this new world for different reasons. Some were opportunists. Some wanted what the pilgrims wanted, internal liberty and freedom to think and believe and to worship and to enjoy life with their family. 
and, uh, and, and bring the light of heaven to earth. And they so impacted particular colonies with their way of life that uh, it's worth talking about this evening. So there was a colony in Salem, Massachusetts that uh, started out uh, doing the family of faith differently. They, they, they were... They were trying to purify the, the big church power religion that they came from and make it better, but, but they still had this top-down idea of how to do the family of faith, where you had people appointed at the top that were dictating their will upon the people below, very different from what the pilgrims did. But they were so impressed that they soon began to change the way that they thought about politics and family of faith and, and individual self-government based on what they saw the pilgrims were doing. And here's an example. There was a devastating plague, a devastating epidemic that had, in, had, that had come over their colony. Well, they had this disease, and instead of socially distancing themselves from them, the pilgrims actually sent their trusted and beloved doctor to them. So they weren't running away from those who were sick. They were running to those who were sick, and they, they risked their own safety out of brotherly love for... The, the others. And the leader of this colony was so impressed with their selflessness, with their self-government, with the way that they were prospering and the way that they were loving, that they actually sat down and began to rethink their whole concept of how to do the family of faith. It was like they were sitting, I could just see them, they were sitting by the campfire discussing theology and politics, kind of like we're doing right now. They were doing back then. And it completely changed their mind because the fruit of the way that they thought and acted was so sweet that it began to influence the other colonies. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare Ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And they also realized that the way that they did church in the big church power religion kind of way was like everybody who lived in the area, you were part of the church, right? There was like one church you could be a part of. But the pilgrims were different. They said, no, we want you to be personally invested in a relationship with God and personally committed to one another in order to be part of this group of the family of faith. We want card-carrying, covenant-keeping world changers, that's what we want to be known for. Not just Christians by name, not just pew warmers, not just 
nominal followers of Jesus, we want you to be card-carrying, covenant-keeping world changers who are willing to make a covenant in the presence of Almighty God to walk together according to His ways and to love one another no matter the cost. Man, that's how I want to do church today. They are the model for us. We need to act like the pilgrims today. And and, and that's exactly what they said. They saw... they. Uh, uh, they, they, they solemnly entered into a covenant engagement, one with another, in the presence of God, to walk together before him according to his word. And, and, and the governor of the pilgrims, William Bradford, had the joy of seeing this church structure change to the more biblical model, the, the, the model that we see in the New Testament. And he had the joy of learning that the new church had been formed, it says, as, 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 uh, as theirs had been by covenanting, covenanting with the Lord and that their people had freely elected their own church leaders. It was like a democratic process where they said, we're going to follow the lead of the people that we believe are men of character. Not because they were appointed by, by, by some person in a big church power position, we're going to elect them because we trust them. They have wisdom. They love God and they're committed to us. Isn't that so great? That's, that's beautiful. That's the kind of churches we need to have today. They got back to the original model for the family of faith where they freely elected their leaders and they governed themselves, not because they had to, because they wanted to, because they loved God. God had changed their heart. He had given them new hearts with new desires because they'd come to him in repentance and faith. And now they loved what God loved and they hated what God hated and they were able to govern themselves. And they joyfully followed the leaders of their church as they guided them with wisdom. That's what I want to see again. And that can only happen by the power of God working in the hearts of people like you and me. You see, so often what we do today is what other people were doing back then. They were looking to the king, looking to the president, looking to the Congress, or looking to the military, or looking to some political or religious leader to come in and save the day. No, that, that's, not, that's not the plan. That's not the plan. God's plan is you and I transform our character. Sure, we want to pray that, that those in leadership will come to a knowledge of God and have good character. In fact, we, we need to elect those people from the get-go. But the, the real plan is not hoping that, our, that, that the change comes from the top and works its way down. It starts at the bottom and works its way up. It's when you and I transform our character individually and in our homes as families and as the family of faith so that we begin to glow with character and faith. And people look at us and they say, man, those people in the family of faith are the real deal. They're true blue. They're not like these religious leaders that we, we put our hopes in and then let, they let us down because they're wolves in sheep's clothing. They're fakes, they're charlatans. These followers of Jesus in the family of faith are the real deal. And they live by the principles of peace and the laws of liberty 
and the rules of righteousness. Where does this come from? And then we can tell them, you know where it comes from? It comes from people who have been changed by the power of God and now I want to bring heaven to earth and I want you to know this, this loving God who made you, who, who has a plan for your life and he has a plan for our families and he has a plan for our nation. That's what the American, American Campfire Revival is all about. We want this, it's not about me in my backyard, okay? I practically, I practically lit myself on fire tonight. Just not, don't follow my lead. We follow the lead of the Lord and of his word and, and, and where the power is, is in you, where you are in your backyard and in your living room and your ability to now take the torch of revival that, that has been kindled in your heart and then light revival in the heart of somebody else, like your children, like your friends, maybe your spouse, your neighbors, your coworkers. That's what I want to try to help you to do. One guy in his backyard here, practically lighting himself on fire, <laughs> might make the news, but, it's, but it's, it's, it's not going to change the nation. It's you allowing the power of God to work in your heart and in your home. And together, we can be card-carrying, covenant-keeping, world-changing followers in the family of faith. That's where our hope is. That's what our plan is. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.